0: Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. The world is in a shaky place right now. We need to expose as much of the evil as we can on this show, so we're going to get right to it. Obama's Secretary of Defense disagrees with the Obamunist. ISIS, which stands for Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, is a terrorist group. Barack Obama's Secretary of Defense, Chuck Hagel, says ISIS is beyond being an average terrorist group and poses a substantial long-term threat to America. His comments should lead any reasonably intelligent person to ask, then why hasn't the administration done more to stop them? Chuck Hagel shared a shocking and, quite frankly, disturbing assessment about ISIS speaking to reporters at the Pentagon he called the group Isis what they should be called a terrorist group sophisticated and tremendously well-funded and beyond anything we have ever seen Hagel continued with uh, they are an, an, an imminent threat to every interest America has whether it is in Iraq or anywhere else. Hegel stated that the only way you prepare for such a threat is to take a cold, steely, hard look at it and get ready to do the maximum. Obama knows that ISIS is an imminent threat, and he barely looks up from his golf game. Obama should have long ago taken immediate action. They knew all about this for months, possibly a year. ISIS has been marching across Iraq for many months, murdering, kidnapping, beheading Christians and journalists, and raping thousands of Iraqi Christians and other religious minorities. Why has the Obaminist administration allowed such atrocities to continue with little retaliation And no definite plan to stop this terrorist group that continue their atrocities on a daily basis? Listen to the President last week as he appropriately conveyed America's revulsion at this savage act on our grief at the Foley family's loss. As usual, the President's words were very eloquent. To his credit, the President was... Uh, unequivocal regarding the evil of this terrorist group and he took the time to list some of their crimes against humanity but there is a major problem with the president's remarks while he does a nice job explaining our horror his remarks on what America will do about it are insufficient naive and just plain weak the president said that when people harm Americans, we do what's necessary to see that justice is done and we act against evil by standing alongside others. What the hell does that mean? Here's an idea. How about we offer these people death instead of justice? I understand that the President of the United States should not be prone to wild rhetoric, But this is ridiculous.
0: Justice
1: generally conquers and conjures up images of courtroom with a government-provided defense attorney. Here's another way the president could phrase it. We will hurt, we will hunt them down and kill them. And as the president's phrase, standing alongside others, what does that mean? We should... Hunt and kill the people who did this completely, regardless of who stands with us. And we should be there now. The president also said the people of Iraq must continue coming together to expel these terrorists from their community. Well, no, they do not need to be expelled. They need to be eliminated. You may argue that I'm merely quibbling with words here. No, the issue is far bigger than that. In fact, the most important thing the president said about these terrorists was this. People like this ultimately fail. They fail because the future is won by those who build and not destroy. Those are some reassuring and sweet-sounding words. A focus group would, not, would no doubt respond positively to this uh, comforting uh, sentiment from the President of the United States. There's only one problem. It's a lie, a lie that could only be believed by a person who never took history classes. This is the crux of the matter. We have a president who is disturbingly naive and holds a dangerous utopian view of the world and the dangers therein. Earlier this year, President Obama displayed the danger of the ISIS, comparing these terrorists to a uh, junior varsity team that does not pose the same threat as al-Qaeda. For him... Now, to assert people like this ultimately fail because the future is won by those who build and not destroy is flat-out absurd. The truth is these people will only fail if we cause them to fail. It is not inevitable. Causing them to fail requires that they be defeated, destroyed, and, yes, killed. I bet the focus group would get a little uncomfortable with those words. In World War II, we did not win the future by building. We won it by destroying. Uncomfortably or not, that's the truth. The murderous fools who cut the heads off of Americans must be destroyed and sent to their reward, such as it is, in the next life with their virgins, now, right here at home, opposition to President Obama's threat of an executive amnesty for possibly millions of illegal aliens continued to heat up this week. This, there was a barrage of media stories reporting on the new blockbuster poll released by the National Poster and the GOP advisor, uh, Kellyanne Conway, confirming... That a majority of Americans of both political parties agree, Americans are unequivocal in their support for immigration policies that protect the American worker. This new poll constitutes a stunning rebuke of President Obama's plan to to unilaterally uh, amnesty. Illegal workers and expand immigration at a time when eighteen million Americans can 't find full- time jobs, would you say that for Obama and his administration to be touting that Americans are racist and cowards, that the finger is pointing at them uh-huh. the Obaminist, our divider in chief has been called out by the civil rights leader, Niger Ennis when He stated that Eric Holder is the real coward of race relations. He stated this after uh, Mr. Holder made the statement in, in 2009, Obama Attorney General Eric Holder, the first sitting attorney general in U.S. history to be held in contempt of Congress, said that America is a nation of cowards when it comes to discussing race relations. It wasn't just a slip of the tongue. In July of this year, the nation's first black attorney general stood by his smear campaign, telling ABC News in an interview, I wouldn't walk away from that speech, he said about the 2009 speech where he called Americans cowards. I think we are still a nation that is too afraid to confront racial issues appearing on Sean Hannity's Fox News, civil rights leader and executive director of the net, Nigra Ennis told a panel that included Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., that when it comes to race relations, it is Eric Holder who is the real coward. Hannity pointed out that in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, There were almost immediate rally chants led by the New Black Panthers shouting, The only good cop is a dead cop. And who do we want? Then they shouted, Darren Wilson, who was the police officer. They they shouted again, How do we want him? They shouted the answer, Dead. Vengeance is not justice. Dr. Alveda King injected, we have to know peace, know justice, rather than jumping to conclusions about who's guilty before the facts are in. We need the facts, she told Hannity. Niger Ennis, who also serves as the national spokesman for the Congress of Radical Equality, or CORE, agreed with Dr. King, telling Hannity, that a thorough investigation must be conducted instead of rushing to conclusions as Missouri's Democrat Governor Jay Nixon did when he called for the prosecution of the police officer before the facts were in. That type of rush to judgment reminds me of Obama's comments toward the police when they had to arrest a black Harvard University pr- professor. Henry Louis Gates, Jr., a friend of Obama's, and Obama went on national television, and before Obama knew any of the facts of the case, he stated that the Massachusetts local police acted stupidly. On July 16, 2009, that same university professor, Henry Louis Gates, Jr., was arrested at his Cambridge, Massachusetts, home by the local police officers responding to a 9-11 caller's report of men breaking and entering the residence. The arrest initiated a series of events that unfolded under the spotlight of the international, uh, what you call it, news. Uh, The arrest occurred just after Gates returned home to Cambridge after a trip to China to research the uh, ancestry of Yo-Yo Ma for Faces of America, Gates found the front door of his home jam shut and, with the help of his driver, tried to force it open. A local witness reported they, uh, the activity to uh, uh, police and a uh, potential burglary burglary in progress was then uh, uh, acted upon by the police. Accounts regarding the, ins- the ensuing confrontation differ greatly, but... Gates was arrested by the responding officer, Cambridge Police Sergeant James Crowley, and charged with the disorderly conduct. On July 21, the charges against Gates were dropped. The arrest generated a national debate about whether or not it represented an example of racial profiling by police. On July 22, Obama commented on the incident criticizing the arrest and the response by the police, law enforcement organizations and members objected to Obama's comments and criticized his handling of the issue. When it comes to issues as sensitive as race, uh, you investigate. You don't come out and make judgment. You don't do what the governor did, which was stupid, and talk about The rigorous prosecution, Nitra Ennis, told uh, Hannity while quoting the governor-Democrat Nixon, now, uh, is Eric Holder the right guy? Hannity, of course, asked Mr. Uh, Ennis, the, the guy who said, we were a nation of cowards on race. Well, he's one of those cowards, obviously, Mr. Ennis. Quickly answered, he came, he came in and weighed in, and not operating like the Attorney General for all the people of the United States, but weighing in personally on his own personal views and experience. Dr. Alveda King nodded her head in agreement. How much longer until we see evil such as the likes of 9-11 again in America, the pictures of planes Flying and crashing into buildings fires burning huge structures collapsing have filled us with disbelief terrible sadness and a quiet unyielding anger for millions of Americans like myself 9-11 represented our indoctrination into a war we did not know existed against us per, uh perpetrated by individuals whom ideology represents pure evil. The ideology of absolute evil is defined as racial and radical Islam and their militant groups that stretch from the Hamas of Palestine and the Hezbollah of Lebanon and the holy warriors of Chechnya and the Islamic Salvation Front of uh, Algeria, and now ISIS controlling Iraq and parts of Syria. Their means of achieving terror are different, but their goal is the same. The creation of an Islamic world and Muslims want the annihilation of all infidels. The Islamic State of Iraq and al Sham commonly uh, known today as ISIS, uh, announced the restoration of Kilhafa or caliphate, which is a general leadership over all Muslims in the world, over the areas under control now that stretch from Iraq's uh, Diyala province to Syria's Aloka. Geographically, they control an area the size of Belgium. ISIS has called on all jihadist organizations, including al-Qaeda and their, go- their global cells, to offer their physical and material support to that uh, uh, caliphate, which means chief Muslim, civil and re- religious ruler, Of the New Islamic State, ushering in a new era of international jihad. As mentioned, Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel labeled the Islamic State as beyond anything we have seen, warning that they are beyond just a terrorist group. They marry or join ideology, which is sophistication of military uh, prowess, with the tremendously well-funded. The combination of sophistication, social media attraction, accumulation of an estimated $2 billion in wealth, and military might represents a threat to the U.S. that vastly surpasses that once held by Al-Qaeda pre-9-11. So you tell me when, not if, we are going to have another 9-11. ISIS is one of the world's richest terrorist organizations, if not the richest, states Michael Knights of the Washington Institute. What makes ISIS much more sophisticated is the money they raise on the ground via their stolen oil operations and et cetera. ISIS is running essentially a cross-borders oil export shop. They control between 30 to 40,000 barrels of production per day, states Mr. Knights, Instead of destroying uh, the oil, ISIS will take Iraqi-produced oil to Syria, refine it, and then export it via truck out of Turkey or even Iran, concludes Mr. Knights. K.T. McFarland, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense, further elaborates on ISIS' network of wealth in eastern Syria. They have got oil wells in western Iraq. They have oil refineries and wells. Furthermore, they robbed a bank in Mosul in June to the tune of a half billion dollars, states Mr. McFarland. Their ability to raise money on the ground makes them sophisticated. The -the state-of-the-art American military equipment was a gift of their attacks on Iraq, which they are now using that also makes them the best equipped comments, Mr. McFarland. With this in mind, what truly makes ISIS a threat unlike any we've seen in the global outreach efforts by using social media, the Islamic State has been able to attract would-be jihadists from around the world to join them in the fight Syria and Iraq? It holds very very broad appeal to both converts and natural-born Muslims alike states Mr. John Horgan a uh, psychologist at UMass Lowell who specializes in terrorism Mr. Horgan further notes that the social media which ISIS uses is very very polished highly uh, uh, choreographed and highly uh, persuasive in regards to its messaging and recruiting. This broad appeal cannot be understated. Last week we saw an example of how they intend to do it. In a video released, ISIS showed their broad appeal in the form of a video depicting a British jihadist beheading an American journalist by the name of James Foley. They did this in order to attract more recruits and according to intelligence officials they have currently attracted more than 7000 foreign fighters to fight in Syria alone the release of the beheading video was meant to carry the message that the group is not afraid of the united states moreover it was also part of the well-oiled propaganda machinery by the terrorist group isis to recruit foreign members The foreign individuals that fight for ISIS pose a troubling threat, specifically to the U.S. and Europe, because those whom left the fight in Syria will return to the country they called home, knowing that their passports do not require visas to travel back to Europe or the United States. With this knowledge, it is no question that the threat Posed by ISIS is not only direct, but is gaining momentum, and they are, in fact, at war with the United States of America. Neglecting this reality, like the State Department spokesman Marie Harf did last week, attempting to downplay the ISIS declaration of war against the United States, her act alone denies a very real threat. Sadly, our own State Department and the Obamaist administration on a whole have outright denied these threats for they have a different view of what 9-11 represented. Our country will forever remain at war with groups such as ISIS for they will forever target us for attack because we're the biggest beacon of freedom and opportunity in the world. And no one will keep that light from shining. Maybe I should stop and cool off for a minute and bring on my team of professionals. And then the first one, of course, uh, both of them, Michael Talley and Dr. Mark Davis. So, come in here first, Mike,
2: and give me your views. Ah, oh, good morning, Doctor. Good morning, David. Well, ISIS is basically just like Al Qaeda. They're a cowardly organization. They always cover themselves, they dress like women in the little burkas. The guy that executed uh Mr. Foley was totally covered except for his eyes, which is what their women do. you know they're they're such cowards it's like a mob you know a mob attacks one individual person and they're in a group, but individually they wouldn't bother you and the obama he's he's useless, just like Curry and his spokesman and uh, Dempsey, these, these people are really totally useless. ISIS would not have done anything if we had a real president, not just a, a phony golfer-in-chief that goes up. He's going to Rhode Island tomorrow for another uh, campaign run, raising donations. He's not concerned about the people in the United States. He doesn't care one way or the other. Curry, a coward from the Vietnam War, He's the Secretary of State. I mean, this, all this is just incredible. You know, we've got a, a, a theoretical president that nobody is afraid of. Foley was executed. That's a declaration of war. What's Obama do? Goes back on vacation, plays more rounds of golf. He's a useless example for a president that we're stuck with for another two-plus years. And all they're trying to do, and he even tripled the donations for a day on people donating to the Democratic cause, giving him more money, you know. but he's triple-matching their donations with taxpayer money to elect Democrats. Uh, we got to get rid of this coward-in-chief, golfer in chief, chief relaxer-in-chief, whatever you want to call him, but he's really got to go. He blames everything on Bush, and if you compare Bush to Obama, he got a triple A credit rating handed to him. He turned that into a double A credit union. Unemployment: 7.8% under Bush, 8.3 under Obama, and that's not the true unemployment, but it's a figure. Gas went from a dollar eighty-one a gallon to 3.69 a gallon. More around here in Philadelphia. They took a ten trillion dollar debt and they managed to trim it into a 15-plus billion dollar debt, 17 billion. And heard of two two wars, turned it into three. Took 26 weeks of unemployment, turned it into 99. There was a budget under President Bush. Under this idiot, no budget. They're the most useless people. We've had Three 400 bills from the the House put on Harry Reid's desk. He won't advance them. He won't bring them to a a vote. Now they're trying to take the illegal immigration that he's fostering that, I might say, is bringing a lot of ISIS people in here. Again, cowards, they don't wear uniforms, they hide their faces. We're dealing with a bunch of cowards. One-on-one, they would run and hide. But if there's 100 or a 1,000 of them against one or two people, well, then they're, they're brave, they got guts. It's just asinine and ridiculous, and I'm tired of it. One Marine spoke up the other day and said, you know, bring it on, ISIS. You don't know how many people are from the military, have guns, Go and attack the United States, and see what happens. But they won't do it physically. They let them come over the uh, southern border, which this idiot has left wide open. And saying, "Well, we're just bringing kids in." Now, the biggest percentage is the M S thirteen drug gang and terrorist, ISIS, Al Qaeda, whatever you want to call these cowards. Uh, doctor, what are your thoughts? Well. Yesterday I published an article on the Muslimization of the American
0: mind. You notice how it's on the front page of every newspaper and on discussion of every media source out there in this country. Nothing else seems to count. Uh, ISIS has not blown up anything in this country yet. They, I don't know when they came to power. We don't know this. They've been evolving over the time period that we were drawing our troops. We actually gave them the list of time we we're going to leave Iraq, so uh we'll be leaving on this day. You can attack the next day. That's basically what happened here. They they have their sights set not only on Iraq and Syria, but on the Levant. The Levant is everything east of the Mediterranean, so that that would include uh, the lands that are what they consider Palestinian or or Israel or uh, Lebanon and Jordan those areas as well we may actually have something in common with the Iranians. The Iranians don't like these guys. And the Iranians may even be afraid of them. I don't know this for a fact. But if that's true, we may actually be fighting on the side of uh Iran eventually, as paradoxical as that sounds, and as crazy as that sounds. Uh even with Syria, we may even be working with Syria because Syria doesn't want this ISIS group as well. So that that's just an interesting side side vent. We we don't hear much about the Hamas anymore, but they're still sending rockets into Israel. I don't know if you got to see the pictures of Gaza prior to the Palestinians taking over, it was a vast field of grass and crops and greenhouses. Now it's all completely destructed by the Hamas, uh, so there's military emplacement in, in those areas as well. So what the Arabs offer us is terrorism. They don't offer us anything else. to export this terrorism. On, on the home front, uh, Obama does not care what's going on. We can see that in his actions. He goes and talks about Foley for five minutes, and he runs back off to the golf course. I don't think he understands conceptually what exactly is happening in the Middle East. Uh, by us trying to westernize uh, Iraq, uh, Iran, and those places, it'll never work. These people do not have the mindset. They've been fighting fighting these test wars for millennia and we just got caught up in it in, in 9-11 uh, our first major attack by them. They used to just hijack a plane or commandeer a ship. Now they go after the entire states, uh, and they had their side set us. unfortunately. But they're not our main threat. Our main threat is President Barack Obama. Barack Obama is the biggest threat who is planning to circumvent Congress again give amnesty to up to 5 million people and or uh, provide help with the U.N. climate change agenda by setting rules outside Congress uh, for us to follow as well. So you may not be having any power uh, in your homes very soon if it's up to Barack Obama. What do you guys think?
2: No, I when think that's
0: exactly right.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, when evil forward. exists in a country, we keep talking about those uh, uh, that are all the incidences over in those uh, Muslim countries. But when evil exists in a country for many decades, and none of that population objects to it. And that's telling. For example, Hamas was voted into control by the Palestinians, and now we want to talk about the poor Palestinians who Hamas people push the kids up there where they're about to shoot a rocket from so that when those Mino Israelites shoot back to try to protect their their families and and homeland they're going to be seen as the evil ones. You know if you were to go to one Muslim country you know, and you saw a woman buried up to her neck and people were throwing stones and at her exposed head, and you attempted to save that woman, even the women who were there would kill you for your attempt to do what Americans would see as kindness to save. Mormon. Muslims anywhere in the world, including America, are not standing up and saying Muslim terrorists are evil. The Muslim population in in this country is not like any other group, or it in, includes within a substantial body of people many times more uh, numerous than the, uh, agents of uh, Osama bin Laden, who share with the uh, suicide hijackers and hatred for the United States, and they desire ultimately to transform America into a nation living under the structures of militant Islam. They make no qualms uh, about it. That is their ultimate goal. They want to come in and, con- and grow and grow and have 14 kids apiece, just like they did in France. They take over look at look at Britain, I mean the the entire country they opened the borders and let all of those people in and, and it was yeah. uh, a, a complete sham look at look at what 's going on. all you have to do is see that what they want is Sharia law and infidels to be killed
2: yeah. well, They did the same thing in France, they moved in and now. France is not a safe place to go if you're an American. What we've got to do is what the doctor is is indicating. We need to develop our own energy sources, not shut down coal like the idiot in chief is doing. It's going to cause us a lot of brownout and blackouts this winter. We have to promote our own energy independence, which we can do in a very short period of time. But the, you know, the relaxer in chief doesn't want that. He wants to donate other countries. Getting out of the way,
1: itself. getting out of the way and, and letting those miners go back to work in the coal industry, number one, just get the hell out of the way and right. and turn the regulation thing off and and start yeah. a baby drill. We've got more uh, fuel and, and energy over here than any place in the world.
2: And we can develop it. Yeah. We've yeah. got people ready to develop it.
0: Absolutely. No, he, so,
2: yeah, he stopped people drilling in the Gulf, and those drilling machines and drilling docks go to other countries. Yeah. They're still drilling in the Gulf. It's just we're not Absolutely. getting the benefit of it. Right. This is a
0: socialist it. group that wants to take over from within. It started in the 18th century. They called the Fabians. The Fabians that came out of Britain. What they would do is uh, infiltrate uh, a country instead of through war means, through peaceful means bring in their people, bring in ideas, and get them uh, injected into the, into whatever government uh, sources there are, and they would take over, when, sort of a peaceful takeover not a coup d'etat, in, in a sense. And I think that's exactly what the Muslims have done. They've come in, they've ceded the country, they're growing the population, they're trying to get control of the government by having themselves voted into this administration or that administration. We see it all over this country right now. And, a lot, and I can only reflect on a lot of the medical boards, the full Hindus and and people from Nigeria or whatever. And uh, they're beating on American doctors. Can you imagine that? But nevertheless, they come from within. So there's really no borders for these people. ISIS has no borders. So they have to go into the countries, and they can't kill everybody. If they kill everybody, they have nobody to rule over. So they have to go in some other way. The other point I just wanted to make is if they have so much money and they're getting it from oil, why don't we destroy their means by destroying their oil wells? Uh, that would be the logical sense to me. Freeze every
2: bank account we could find. We have the means to do that. Why aren't we doing it? We've got got the guts. There's nobody in the administration that wants to do anything to help the country. Yes. All the people have to do is listen to the uh, idiot in chief. One yes. of his comments over the last 15 months. We've traveled to every corner of the United States. I've now been to 57 states. I think there's one left to go. <laughs> this guy's clueless. <laughs> he, he's clueless. He does something stupid, and then he goes back and golfs. He does something with Foley, and instead of admitting that's a declaration of war against the United States, let's go kill these people, he goes back and golfs. And the guy's, a, the guy's such a coward. Is it a coward. It is
1: the absolute truth. You can't imagine anybody in the world. Certainly, we all know the reason that ISIS is moving forward is he knows that Obama is a coward, and therefore we as Americans are keeping him there are cowards. So there is going to be that awakening. But just like you were saying, uh, Mike, we're, we, we, of course we've got to get rid of Obama, but we can't do it until... Uh, uh, we get Harry Reid out of there, because if the House sends over the articles of impeachment right now, it's right back on the pile of those other bills, uh, three to four or five hundred bills that were sent over there that are simply laying on his desk so that he can perpetrate all of the Obamunist uh, administration's will. We've got to annihilate him. We've got to get his ass out of office and take back over that Senate and keep the House, not saying that they're doing wonders over there, but at least keep the House and then impeach this guy. We we cannot, I don't think American uh, way of life or America itself can survive with two more years of this guy.
2: Now, we can't have a Clinton or a Warren replace him after he's gone, if, if he leaves. I'm still not convinced he's going to leave in 2016. He's having too much fun partying, golfing, vacationing. Uh, him and Michelle are going to different places for periods of time. Uh, we, we can't, like you're saying, we cannot waste impeachment at this point in time. Because they impeach him once, or they try to, and it gets rejected. They're not going to do it again. You know, we can't take a shot until Harry Reid is gone and out of his spot. Harry Reid, I don't know if he's a druggie or he's an alcoholic. Him, Pelosi, Bonner, Bonner whatever his name is, they're all a little bit suspect. And they are all make me nervous. I do not trust them. Well, you remember, Green put
1: the the nuclear option out there, and that's the reason. He knew he was going to have to stave off any impeachment, okay? So he put that out there so that simply 51 could vote against impeachment, and that's it. That's all he needed. So he's got control of the Senate, and that's the way it would be, the nuclear option. Hopefully we can stick that nuclear, nuclear option where the sun don't shine whenever we take that <laughs> over. And... Uh, and begin to push the event of impeachment. I really Uh, believe that we can do it if we take that Senate back.
0: Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution lays out specifically what's impeachable, and if Obama hasn't uh, met that definition, I don't know what. Also, Eric Holder as well should be impeached for his his crimes in in office right now, sending down people to the uh, mass funeral of... um, This guy, Michael Brown, who was a thug, a killer, Uh, he would have killed the guy. If he had a gun, he would have shot the police officer. The the big problem is the police officer should have shot him first and killed him, and there wouldn't be any uh, controversy. They're saying he shot him too many times. That's nonsense. He tried to stop the guy, and he had a bad eye because he was punched out. Maybe he couldn't direct the gun in the right direction. But there's a picture of the thug uh, videos. Of him pushing aside the store manager, uh, I'm sorry that the police officer didn't have a body uh, a video camera on him. If he did, all this stuff would have gone to the side. But there's a myth about Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin and all these other blacks who are causing tremendous levels of crime in this country, and they're getting away with it because they're black. That's all. When a white police officer kills a black guy, it's, uh, it's it's this big fear. But what happened recently? A black police officer killed a white. You may have read this. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. What about the rabbis two and a half weeks ago? Who was murdered right. by two blacks? Where is the outcry? Should Jews go down to Dade County and start riding in black communities and start shooting up blacks down there? That's what they should be doing. We Jews are sitting on our backsides. Our, I mean, me say we're sitting on our asses. We're doing nothing. We accept any crap that's coming down the the pike at us, and 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 when we have to take all this garbage. This rabbi was from Brooklyn, New York, where I grew up. He was sixty years old. I'm sixty-three, and I want, I'm reading about this stuff. And then it's like nothing down there. Well, we don't don't think it's a hate crime. The CBS, the liberal media down there, they already dismissed it as a non-hate crime. How could they do that? Would you explain to me, Dr. Davis, why
1: over 90% of Jews still love Obama? I, I am sick to death of hearing it, but it is proven. Every audience that I go to and give any kind of a speech every event that i go to where there's an overwhelming a bunch of of uh jewish participants every one of them are defending uh obama i am i'm 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 lost i don't understand that
0: well, there is a lot of things. It's a very complex thing, but a lot of the Jews identify with the blacks because of the harshness that the blacks were treated, and as the Jews were treated in Europe, very harshly, as we know in World War Two. So there's some identity within that. Also, a lot of Jews have been liberal forever. They they come from the bourgeoisie, the middle class, and the middle class tended to be uh, more liberal and. Uh, Than conservative in Europe and here as well, but there 's no one answer to this kind of thing, but we I think there 's a trending away from it. I think the numbers are going to go closer to maybe seventy sixty five percent Jewish for uh, the Democrats this time They're going to, uh, away down from what the number you gave uh, will come about in two thousand and fourteen so I, I think there 's going to be a trend away from it because they see what Obama did with Israel, but a lot of J- American Jews do not identify with Israel at all. They're too separate from it, too disengaged from what's going on over there. So uh, there's a lot of reasons for this. It's, I wish I had one answer for you. I that amazes
2: me also. I know some Jewish people, and they all voted for Obama. Yeah. And these are intelligent people. I thought intelligent yeah. people. But how do you do that? How do you vote for somebody with his record? I spoke to somebody that puts a uh, local newspaper out in a lot of local counties, yeah. and they're going to do a political note on yeah. The voting that's going to be coming up soon, it'll be in October, when they put it out. And they're putting all kinds of information down. And I said, well, don't put down what they say they're going to do. Put down what they did. And if these people looked at Obama's useless time in the Illinois Senate, his useless time as president, look at Clinton's useless time in New York in Congress. Secretary of State, look at what they did. Don't listen to what they say they're going to do. That's useless. Yes. yes you know well
0: stated that's exactly right they should look at the previous record Because if they look at the previous record it's one big zero they've done yeah. nothing they sponsored no legislation of any merit at all and then now they're called these geniuses of uh, which she was she meaning hillary clinton was one of the worst secretary of states we ever had i'm sure madeline albright was up there with her in in that vote but i could tell you this uh, there's a good chance Hillary is going to run, and there's a, uh, a chance she may actually win because we don't have no viable Republican candidate right now to go against, uh, except Romney if he comes back out of the out of the cobwebs. I don't think
1: that's going to happen, but I I, I really do <laughs> think uh, that uh, she has a a great deal of health issues, and I yeah. I hate to be the one to say that uh, I don't wish ill on anyone but when it comes to saving my country I wish ill on anyone who's against it and I certainly hope that uh, she does not run for whatever reason you know I wanted to talk just briefly about the bait and switch of the old Muslims you know you notice that there are no old bombers that come in and strap a bomb to their ass and blow people up. And it's that bait-and-switch mentality, and I really believe they were able to glom all of this from tricking the young people, they're very impressionable, and using sex to trick them. Okay, we're going to guarantee you uh, 72 virgins if you we well, go blow your ass up over here and kill these people. Now, if if there is if that's not a telling act, think about it. You every one of them are young. Uh I get the one that that uh that blew his uh, penis off on the plane because it didn't go off. It just burnt it burnt up. And the ones that uh uh are are doing what they're doing right now, they they're very impressionable. They they leave this country, they leave uh, Britain, uh, and other countries to go in and fight. Over 7,000 of them have been recorded uh, in uh, CIA records, and they're actually doing these kinds of things. There isn't going to be a time that I don't believe the that the, the outrageousness of it. They take a book called The... Uh, uh, Korean or the Koran or the, whatever the co-op is there, uh, the, it, this is a cult. It is not a religion. I, and, and I know my, my friend Michael Talley believes that because it is indeed a cult. There is no religion that says, okay, you must lie, cheat, steal, whatever you want to, to infidels, kill them because that is indeed okay uh, within, within the confines of the Koran. And so they use they use a book that is uh, helpful to them to get their will done because their will is what they convince the young Muslim to go do, but they certainly wouldn't go do it. You know they have more sense than that. You can't trick the old. You got to trick the the kids. So that's what has been happening in my mind's eye. If you got some other view there, well, you know, bring it out. But. And it that's, it sounds-
2: that's correct. They they pay them. when they, they pay the family. They used to pay them $5,300 when one of their kids went and blew themselves up. And they showed a picture in the news a while ago where all the female family members are sitting there with a little check for $5,300. The Korean, again, they call it a religion. Like, like you say, David, it's a cult. Uh, they have specific instructions to not make friends with non-Muslims. Uh, fight Jews and Christians until they, be, until they become Muslims or pay tribu- tribute and utter humiliation. Islam must be triumphant over all other religions. They consider themselves a religion. Obviously, going back, it's a cult. Uh, their instructions are to kill all non-Muslims. It's, it's very simple. It's, it's a cult. They just want to kill people. No religion ever says go up and kill everybody that doesn't believe. Most people... And we don't have to all believe in the same religion, real religions, or the same God. It's just, it's a guideline of how to live your life without hurting other people. It comes down to a pretty simple and basic fact.
0: There, there have been pagan religions throughout history that have called for beheadings and murders and rapes and things like this. This is not a new form of a Muslim, as my Muslimization of the American Mind article published yesterday okay. talks about. This is what they are. This is what they know from the time of Muhammad forward. They've been killing people like this. This crusade, the only thing different now is they have weapons of mass destruction where they can hurt large populations. And they're very, very dangerous, these people, especially ISIS the Levant which they they want to encompass Israel and North Africa. Wherever there's an Arab state, they wanna they wanna go in there. That's that's their main goal. We need to cut the head of the snake off and their money. We need to stop their money. Uh and we can do it. We can do it. Obama does not have the balls to do it. Yeah. Neither does uh Boehner and any other people. I don't think I don't know what Harry Reid gets out of this. Uh why he won't go for killing these ISIS people. But nevertheless, they're, they're stagnant there. They're not doing anything more than a little bombing here, a little bombing there. Uh, just, just like uh, Clinton bombed the pharmaceutical company. Yeah, remember that on a Sunday?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That that kind of thing. So uh, it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty
0: sad. Well, they don't have
2: the guts to do anything. What they have to do, <laughs> you know, it's the only way. And I'm a little disappointed in Israel for agreeing to a peace with the Palestines. All the Palestines do is rearm themselves. Yeah. Israel has got to do the same thing we have to do to ISIS. You've, and it's a terrible thing to say, but you've got to kill them all, their kids, the older people. You've got to wipe them out totally. And it, it's similar to the slums in, I'll use Philadelphia because I'm going to live around Philly. Yes. Yeah. Nobody builds a slum. Yeah. The slums are created by the people that live there, most uh, unfortunately yeah. seem to be black, and then they complain about it. But they destroy their own property and then complain that they have to live there. I really can't fathom that kind of a mentality
0: it it's It's black culture it's look at here in Baltimore grew up in New York City it was in all the
2: bad areas are always
0: black because it it's endemic to their thinking. All right. They they don't believe they're going to grow beyond which they're, where they are right now. They overpopulate the area. The schools are bad. They make it dirty, filthy. Crime is way up. Here in Baltimore, um, six, Baltimore is 65% Afro-American. And for the state, they're 30% of the state population. But yet they're 80% of the crime. This is reflected all over the country. Detroit, uh, Los Angeles, and so forth. You guys know. Everybody knows. of those,
2: these, things. Yeah, these are the, uh, factors fire. in
0: Chicago. Chicago on weekends, whether it's 80 shootings,
2: 90 shootings,
0: 40 shootings. It depends on the weekend. Most of it's black crime.
2: And you don't hear about any of that. You just hear, as you indicated before, Doctor, if you hear white on black crime, that's what you hear. That's where Jack and that's that's where this emaciated Sharpton is is at. You've got Holder going down here saying, I'm a black man. I know how you feel. That's not what the attorney general is supposed to do. He should go down and not even think about bringing this police officer up on charges. But the new mainstream media won't show the video. They won't show any films. They, they deny the fact that the cop was hurt. Yeah. But yet, like you indicated with the Salt Lake City killing, black cop killed a white guy. Yeah. You don't hear a thing about it. you got to dig for it. Right. And you won't hear it on the mainstream media because we don't have newspapers anymore. We have people There their opinion columns. And I wouldn't put the newspaper for any reason. Officer Wilson now raised,
0: uh, raised more money than the Brown family has for his defense, and a lot of the police departments around the country are contributing money to his defense because the the facts uh, displace the myth that they're pushing on Michael Brown. And it is a myth right now. Uh, oh, if you look at all the database, I, I think the first thing the Ferguson police should do get those body cameras, in. a lot of the police departments have them. All this would have gone away very quickly. The other thing is uh, the police are going to say, hey, look, we can't shoot to, to stop these people anymore. We might as well shoot to kill them. <laughs> Otherwise we're going to end up, better up in they the do same do place. That. Wilson is right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. There's not yeah, going to be a yeah. time where we're going yeah. to go... Uh, forward in time, uh, yeah. the the Sharptons in this world want yeah. to roll back the clock yeah. and to hold inferiority complexes. I mean, just think about it. You can't even walk on the street without the young blacks looking over at you. That is only attributable to inferiority. There is no reason why they shouldn't be happy with themselves and walking down the street like the rest of us and have absolutely – no obligation to look over with a mean <clears throat> eye to the the old white guy or the old white woman or something. You know, is it, it's a. I believe I'm not a, a psychiatrist, but I believe that inferiority is what has the seeds that were planted by the Al Sharptons and the Jesse Jacksons of the world, because they are no different than the uh, LBJ uh, of the world. He's the one they wanted to make the dependent black become dependent on the government to keep him in an in- inferior atmosphere. So they actually buy into that and they said, oh, that works, and it makes them money. So they exploit their own people. It is so obvious. I don't understand why even the low-informed cannot understand that.
2: Well, you've got Obama and Holder and Sharpton and Jackson coming out saying, Well, the prison system is taking advantage of the black person. We have uh, more people that are black in prison than in <laughs> that are white.
0: There's a reason that for that
2: though the, the reason, reason is that a they crime. commit all the crimes. That's, <laughs> that's because the reason. That's why? That's the and reason. Now, is that because they're black? No, they oh, just they did a crime. Now you got Obama yeah. coming out saying, Well, the schools are suspending more blacks than are suspending whites. We have to equalize that. Another stupid idiotic sa- the world's yeah. on fire, and he's worried about somebody being expelled yeah. for two days it's a joke he's a joke hey.
1: what is is if you commit the crime, you do the time, and there is not a single atom yeah. of anything other than look at it. you want to you want to call it race i don't I don't give a damn because there's only one race it's called a human race now I don't know if they're hippopotamuses or, or uh, monkeys them are or
0: <laughs> whatever they
1: want to call themselves. But there's only one race. So when the black people commit a crime, they do the time. And because there's 78% of the population of our prisons coming out of 13% of our population, yeah. hey... Why don't you look at your own families? Look at the dinner table uh, talks that are non-existent because there are no two family members in most of the households of the black community. What happened to values, morals, and scruples? Well, the, some, most of the time, the mother and the father's in the jail or, or uh, off uh, with some other individual or something. The children are absolutely it's they're not
2: important and no, it's and one, they're one parent I, household I can't be can't do that it's a one parent household and they project their ideals which are atrocious onto the kids oh, you don't have to work we'll get you on welfare you know yeah. they've got to get out of that mentality they've got to get out I remember of the that that radio
1: program in Texas down there where I, we were talking about it one show here where uh, actually played the, uh, the the interview that the host of the show, the radio show, w- had with a black woman that called in, who was all, on all of the welfare programs, uh, food stamps, housing oh, yeah. you know, subsidies, and all that kind of stuff. And he was asking her, you know, what uh, do you teach your children to uh, to not work and to? Uh, gain all of these uh, freebies and she says well of course it's up to them but it would be stupid for them to work you know it's uh, i mean here we're getting paid not to work you know so when you remove ambition and you remove that that wonderful thing of achievement you never know what that is and you're raised into that society you have to look at the world with an inferiority complex so therein lies the key we are We're fueling that. We're doing the LBJ thing over and over and over, creating dependency so that their inferiority will stay in that low uh, category. It's a shame, but people ought to begin to realize that. The Sharptons and the Jacksons are looking to make their money. That's how they make their wealth, is to exploit the black people. It's incredible.
2: Yeah. Jackson was even kicked out of Ferguson because he's down there trying to raise donations for himself. And at least they were smart enough to get rid of that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, no and now you of idiots. we yeah. got Jimmy Carter that's uh, the keynote speaker at a Muslim convention in Detroit.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, Carter, who was just an atrociously terrible president, is four times better than Obama. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I like rather have got Carter a in there than him. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Even with his anti-Semitic views, uh, Carter's anti-Semitic views. Yeah, we, we know that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's a big, big friend of Hamas.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, he ought to be in love with Obama because he got a raise. He was the he was the bottom of the pit with presidencies, yes. and then he got a raise. Now yeah. Obama's been in there because we, there's there's a new low that we can't even hardly see that Obama's created. It's yes. going to be hard to get beneath him.
0: Imagine we found somebody worse than Carter. Don't <laughs> it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, I never thought that would happen. Yeah, I mean, neither did I.
1: Yeah. We're, we're going to take that nuclear option and stick it up there behind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Take, yeah.
1: take that Senate back. Yeah. Take that Senate back, and all of us ought to be doing as hard a work as what Michael Talley and Dr. Davis and David Tippy are doing because we're trying to do our If there's a possibility that we can do better, we're going to try. We're going to do everything it takes to make people aware that we have to save this country. There is no question we have got to save America because it's not going to be the politicians. Until next Thursday, guys.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys.
1: Dear President Obama, we the people have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We the people have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come.
0: Our greatest treasure is freedom.